Owning an investment property can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. At Heritage Realty Property Management, they handle the challenges for you, ensure it's rented, maintained, and gets the highest return possible, while you just collect the check. With over 50 years experience, you can trust Heritage Realty to provide the property care you want and rental knowledge you need. Visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com to connect with the team more landlords trust. Heritage Realty. We treat your property as if it were our own. Brand new hour of the starting lineup. 7 o'clock on the Nugget. Hi, good Friday morning to you. Look, I know you're excited. It was already a short work week because we got Independence Day here on a Monday. And we're so glad that you chose your Friday morning to spend it with us here on the starting lineup. 99.1 The Sports Animal, worldwide at 991thesportsanimal.com. His name is Eric Kane. My name is Tyler Ivins. Anything you miss from your Thursday evening, you're probably thinking, man, I got to scroll. I'm at a red light. I got to get caught up. Don't worry. This is why we bring this to you each and every morning. This is the morning buzz here on the starting lineup. Let's get started with Major League Baseball. Last night, the Atlanta Braves, they were going for the four-game sweep. They sent Spencer Strider to the hill. I dare you to try to put that kid back in the bullpen, Eric Kane. I'm telling you. Dude. He is so good. Soroka's about to go out for a rehab. Who's going to get – somebody's got to get replaced. Well, just, Strider's going back to the bullpen. We know what's going to happen, but gosh, he's making he's making no, the case I, to stick. I, He's not going back to the bullpen. I'm telling you right now, your boy who you love better get in gear, Ian Anderson. Because right now he's the odd man. Really? Anyway, you know, we'll see what, what happens. What is it with me and Braves pitchers that I think are going to be awesome? Remember my Sean Newcomb love fest? Hey, I love me some Sean Newcomb too. I'm right there with you. I think you. Ian Anderson is is the missing piece. He is the shrine of the silver monkey head to that rotation, but you're right. He just isn't getting it together. I, to, to finish your point, though, they cannot move Spencer Trice. He's been one of the best pitchers in the National League the last two months. Knoxville native with 12 yeah. strikeouts last night. Cardinals, they salvage game four of that set in Atlanta, three to two. All right, let's check out some of those other scores as well. Cincinnati Reds, they split the day-night doubleheader with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Game one goes to the Bucks, four to two. Then the Red Legs come back with a 5-1 evening victory. How about that showdown in Beantown last night? Yep, the rivalry being renewed between the Yankees and the Red Sox. Garrett Cole picks up win number eight. And the Yankees with the 6-5 victory pick up win number 60 in only 83 games played this year. Kaner, I repeat, 60 wins out of 83 attempts. That's good for well over a 720 win percentage. The Yankees right now are unstoppable. You blink, another win falls in the win column. And the Mets the last two nights have what have outscored the Marlins what eighteen to nothing? Wasn't it eight nothing two nights ago? It was ten nothing last night? Uh, they were in Cincinnati two nights ago. Oh, okay, maybe they I'm scored that five in the tenth. Point is, uh, Brace oh, uh, that's right. They had the extra inning where they scored five in the tenth. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Anyway, the Mets are on a roll as well, which is frustrating for Braves fans. But nonetheless, baseball in New York has been really, really good this baseball season. Uh, detained WNBA star Brittany Griner, Tyler Robbins, yesterday pleaded guilty to bringing hash oil into Russia. And uh, she said it was ad- inadvertently to the judge uh, when during her court session yesterday. Of course, she's been detained in Russia uh, since February 17th. And this move, even though she pleads guilty, uh, it's not expected to end her trial. The judge is going to continue to go over uh, the plea uh, with the Russian criminal court system. But nonetheless, it looks like her stay is not going to be expedited anytime soon. Uh, her wife has been pleading with President Biden, has been writing letters back and forth to exchange potentially some type of situation to um, you know, resolve this matter. But Brittany Griner looks like she is going to continue to stay in Russia for the time being as she pleaded guilty uh, in a Russian court system yesterday. Uh, some unfortunate news coming out of London yesterday. Rafael Nadal's withdrawn from Wimbledon. 
ahead of today's semifinal matchup with Nick Kyragos. Why? He's injured. What's the injury? A torn abdominal muscle. Tanner, you ever torn it? No. Gosh, no. I hope I never do. I mean, that's one of those things to where it, it everything you do revolves around your abdominal. So I shouldn't share with you some of the details that he brought up. No, probably the not. The 22-time major champion said that he's been experiencing pain in his abdominal over the last week, but it got worse during his quarterfinal match with Taylor Fritz when serving. Oh. That extension yeah. and then the follow-through when he's trying to go 100-plus miles an hour over the net. And I can't imagine that's a quick recovery either. Oh, right. With him stepping aside, Kristen Guerin officially moves on to the finals, and he's going to meet the winner of Novak Djokovic and Cameron Norrie. Try this on for size real quick, and not just because I have nothing more to add to my my next topic I'm about to bring up, but okay. getting in the car, sitting down at your desk, standing up, um, walking, you will if your abdominal is strained or hurt or whatever, you will feel that in every one of those motions you do. It's like when I broke my right thumb in high school, yeah. I had no idea how much I used my right thumb just for everything, turning my car key, you know, locking my door, like... Uh, it's just uh, th- that's got to be yeah hitchhiking right that's got to be so painful so I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Uh, last up last night the United States women's national team secured a spot in the 2023 World Cup a five to nothing win over Jamaica in the Concaf or whatever uh, that's pronounced uh, women's championship sounds like a coffee shop. So I know. Uh, great uh, you know I'm not a soccer guy great for the ladies there uh, not bearing the lead here. Securing a spot in the 2023 World Cup. Five to nothing win over Jamaica. All red, white, and blue. No glory. It's time for us to start getting into uh, World Cup mode, right? It's so. It, look, if it was a normal year, we would already be in World Cup fever. But because Cutter's, you know, 122 degrees in the middle of July, they had to move it to the fall. And again, did we ever decide, is it Cutter or Qatar? Okay. It's so, Cutter, right? So I have been told. We've had this discussion on air like three times. I have times. been told by many people that it's Cutter. I've even heard people on ESPN call it Cutter. Yeah. The reason why we're starting to question it is we had a gentleman, forgive me, I don't remember his name or what branch of the military he served in. I apologize because it was a long time ago. He DM'd us and said, Oh, that's right. Guys, I'm flying back in two days after a leave with my family locally here in Knoxville. Love the show, but just want to let you know it is pronounced Qatar. Interesting. And he spelled it out phonetically. So as much as I want to believe ESPN people, and people who say that they know that it's Qatar, if some guy from the military who's stationed there says it's Qatar, guess what? Yes, sir. You got it. Yeah, it's probably Qatar then. I'm going to take his word for it. Guy um, who's actually, you know, his residence for the foreseeable future, protecting our, you know, protecting our country and doing us a great service. Absolutely. I'm going to take his word for it. Uh, this is completely off the ball, but um, I haven't read much on it, and maybe I should know this because I'm just, I'm such a baseball guy. When is the next World Baseball Classic? It's four years after the last one. So when was the last World Baseball Classic? I feel like it's coming up soon. I mean, I want to say it was a long time ago. You know what? No. Did they cancel they just, one? No, no, no. They just talked about how a couple of players are going to be playing for the uh, their country's next season. I think it's next year. Because I remember the US of A won it like back in 2016 or whatever. So they do the math. 16, 17, so 18, 19. Should have happened in 20, right? No, 19. Or 19, okay. Did it happen? Who won it in 2019 then? No, no, to time out. It was supposed to be in 20, and then they canned it because of COVID. Yeah. So then you skip ahead three years, 20, 21, 22. It'd be, it's next year, 2023. Okay, so they're never making that up, I guess. They just canceled it for that rotation? No. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. 
Qualifiers are set to take place for the World Baseball Classic in Germany beginning September 16th, 2022. So the official World Baseball Classic tournament will return for the, I guess, the spring of 2023, Kaner. Okay. Are you a big World Baseball Classic guy? Dude, I 100%. Every time they've had it. You're I'm, telling me you're staying up until like 1 a.m. to watch the United States take on like Korea? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm uh, really? I I am huge, huge into that. I even tried I even tried to be a Team USA Olympic baseball guy. It was tough, but uh I you know, I remember doing a couple shows in there and I, I remember watching it in there at six in the morning. But uh World Baseball Classic, Captain I America, David that. Wright, um Chipper Jones on the earlier we, teams, we, uh, Adam Jones playing hero for USA. Well, we would go to break and you'd be like, Hey guys, uh we're going to break. Uh Team USA up two to nothing. <laughs> and we had it on, but yeah. she had to like give us the updates in her earpiece. No, but le- legit though, like Adam Jones saved it. Cause I mean, that's the last Incredible time it was grab. played. Uh, Marcus Stroman was on the hill yes. and it was a great grab by Adam Jones. Yeah. And so, uh, oh, for sure. Because that's in the, they're playing it during spring training. And so you're already, the baseball juices are already flowing a little bit. Right. And then it's like, I mean, you put that US of A jersey on and oh yeah, man, for sure. So I am always been a huge WBC guy. I always found it weird when Freddie Freeman played for Canada. Yeah, it was strange. What, it was strange. What, wait, wait, what? Uh, uh, real quick, because we have about 20 seconds we have to kill. What Providence is he from in Canada? I know I could easily look this up, but I'm asking you if you know on the spot. No clue. I know his mother was from Canada. He grew up in southern Los Angeles. Let's, or... make, it, let's make it up right now as we go. I bet he's from <laughs> Nova Scotia. Sounds good. You got an update you got to do. But yep. when we come back, I want to know if Freddie Freeman is from Nova Scotia. Real quick, Heritage Realty, over 50 years of experience. They treat your property like it's your own. So if you're looking for your future investment to be sure that it's the big cash in you're looking for, I'm telling you, you got to do it. Trust the team over at Heritage Realty at their website, heritagerealtynox.com. Yeah, it is 710. We'll come back. Where are the improvements needed on Tennessee's football program? All these lofty expectations. Look at us over here. We're saying eight and four right now. Will, if he was here, he'd be telling you nine and three. But some things have got to improve. Where are those areas? Who are those players? We'll tell you next on the starting lineup. 99.1, the sports animal. Tennessee football ruled in commit number 15 for the class of 2023 on Thursday. And four-star athlete Cam Selden, the six-foot-one, 220-pounder, will play both wide receiver and running back at Tennessee. He becomes the sixth offensive commit for the Volunteers. The Raiders have hired Sandra Morgan as team president, becoming the first black woman to hold that title for an NFL franchise. And on the diamond, the Cardinals avoided the four-game sweep from the Atlanta Braves, winning 3-2 to two in extra innings and 11. The Dodgers handled the Cubs 3-2. to two. The Yankees topped the Red Sox 6-5. to five, And the Mets hammered the Marlins 10-0. It is 7-11. Biggest question marks entering the 2022 football season for Tennessee football. We'll discuss when CSL returns. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. I know everybody's waiting with bated breath where Freddie Freeman's parents are from. Freddie Freeman was born in Fountain Valley, California, but his parents are from Ontario. I said Nova Scotia. It's Canada. Been there many times. Beautiful. If you get a chance to go, do it. Welcome back to the starting lineup. We're here in the Budweiser Studios, 99.1 The Sports Animal. My name is Tyler. The gentleman through the glass, his name is Eric. And Tennessee football is going to need to see some improvements. Many positions, many coaching positions as well. I know we've seen some coaches move here or there. Some different people are coming in as well. You know, Eric, immediately there's something you said days before spring practice, and it has stuck with me since. So, yeah, I say spring. I was going to say the spring game that the scrimmage because uh, the Neyland Stadium was being renovated. 
I got to make sure I say it right. Before the spring scrimmage, Eric Kane, you said something that still sticks with me here on July the 8th. You said, guys, the secondary right now is all beat up. There are injuries. There are question marks. To just kind of give you an idea what kind of shape they're in, they have a walk-on who's going to start this weekend in the spring scrimmage. Kaner, you got to think with the loss of Elante Taylor, with Warren Burrell right now kind of lost within himself, secondary's got to be an important piece for Tennessee to to improve if Tennessee's going to reach some of these lofty goals this year. I mean, think about it. You've got, uh, if I'm saying game one starter, I'll probably put the two veteran safeties out there, Flowers and McCullough. I'm pretty confident in saying that those two guys will be out there. They'll probably start all year long. And then after that, I I, I, I literally don't know. Oh, come on. Warren Burrell, even though he's had his difficulties, he's got to be a top of the depth chart, at least Ball State game one. If if I'm, if I'm a betting man, I would I would have Warren Burrell out there at one of the cornerback spots game one. I agree. Don't say that word on the air, though. I've told you not to say it on the air. What you believe is wrong with Warren Burrell, we don't say it on this air. Yeah. I, I it starts, just, with the, starts with the letter Y. Yeah. I, I just, Rhymes with... Zips, Akron Zips. <laughs> I think something don't he, say it. He just got to work through. You know, he's got to work through and kind of get back. And again, like, it's not like he was an All SEC player before, but he was a solid player. I mean, he's played. You know, d- dating back to his true freshman season, he's played a lot of football for Tennessee. Right. So uh, at cornerbacks, you have a combination of Warren Burrell, uh, Kamal Haddon, Brandon Turnage, Deshaun Rucker, uh, D. Williams, Christian Charles can play in over there a little bit. Uh, behind the two veteran safeties, you got Christian Charles, you got Andre Turrenton, a new guy. Wesley Walker, a new guy. Um, you got Danico Slaughter at star. Paul, you, know. as, but you beat me to it. Is Danico star right now penciled in a star? I, I don't know. I I, I I don't think so. I really don't. I think the only and – and I hope that he plays because he looks like a good-looking player. But I think the reason he played, he started that first game of 2020 is because they had so many COVID issues. If you remember, he started his first game ever at South Carolina. A true freshman, Danico Slaughter, started as star, and then he hadn't started since. He hadn't really played since whatsoever. I remember when we were doing our Tennessee volunteer fantasy football draft here on the station. Somebody took Danico Slaughter like eight or nine, and it was on the phone. And we asked said gentleman, why Danico Slaughter? He goes, boys, defensive MVP this year at star. Now, it could be one person's opinion. Yeah. But I remember how confident one of our listeners sound about how much he was in the Danico Slaughter fan club. We'll see if he wins this job. And, hey, Wesley Walker, the transfer from Georgia Tech. Yeah. I would pencil him in a starter at star for me. Um, we'll see if he goes down and earns it and everything, but he played that position at Georgia Tech and he's played it for three years. And so it's not like he is not new to the position. So, you know, Wesley Walker potentially there, but I think Christian Charles will play somewhere um, because Tennessee really, really likes him. So maybe he'll play a quarterback spot. I don't know. Again, there are so many questions that we just don't have the answer to right now in terms of the secondary. You know, you talk about some of the things that need to improve for Tennessee to see a lot of success. Where are the biggest question marks? So if we're going to talk defense quickly, let's move over to the offensive side of the football. Cedric Tillman, huge question mark with Brew McCoy coming from the Pac-12. Jalen Hyatt, man, I loved hearing that clip from him when he talked about how he had to refocus and he had to start believing himself. How much weight would you say muscle-wise that he's, maybe it's just flat-out weight, whatever it may be. How many pounds would you say Jalen Hyatt's put on this offseason? Um, I would say at least 20. At one point, he he was up from like 164 to 184. Would you say Jalen Hyatt realistically can be depended on this year in Josh Heupel's offense to be the playmaker that the Volunteers need? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the skill level's there. I mean, he was. that's why he was so highly regarded as a um, as, as a prospect coming in a couple of years ago. He's one of the best high school wide receivers ever in South Carolina. 
Um, he came on and he he burnt Alabama's secondary, scored a touchdown as a true freshman. I mean, uh, the skill level's there. It's just a, a matter of buying in, being consistent, and also kind of gaining some weight. And I think he's done all that this past spring. So we'll see if he can step up and rise to the occasion. I think he's a, he's very much a different type of a slot receiver than Velas was. Velas was a little bit – Velas is kind of a ping ball. Uh, oh, what am I trying to say? What's that game? Ping ball? Is that what it is? Ping ball? Yeah. Uh, you ping know, pong. Not ping pong. The, the arcade game. Pog? Whenever, is that it? Whenever you just kind of – and the ball goes, you hit it with that little lever, and it just kind of you know bangs around everything, and you get all these type of points. I have no idea what to jump out. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you do. I'm going to show I'm gonna show you a break, and you're going to be like, oh, that game. Anyway, he just kind of bowls around and hits everything, but he's quick, he's fast, and he's durable. You know, Jalen Hyatt is not – he's not built like a running back like Bayless Jones is, but I think I'm he – I'm pretty sure you're talking about Pong, but you gave me that look like I'm not right. You know, like the, a little arcade game. You have two little levers on each side of the bottom, and you gotta you got to extend them before the ball goes to the center. And You, you mean – you're talking about um, – you're talking about um, – oh, my God, pinball? Pinball, that's it. With the levers and the yes, flaps, and yes. you got to knock it around, yeah. ding, ding, ding. Yes. Yeah, pinball? Bayless, I don't know why that was so hard to think of. Okay, I thought you were talking about the old game Pong with the two little slivers that go boop. No, oh gosh, no, no, no. The, the, I'm glad we could work out that out live on the radio together. The opposite together. of that, Velas was like a little pinball in there bouncing around the slot. Jalen Hyatt won't be that, but I, I still think that he can be used very uniquely in this offense. But point remains, uh, Jalen Hyatt's going to be called on to replace that. Brew McCoy has so much upside. We'll see what he can do. Can guys like Jimmy Holiday, Jimmy Calloway, Walker Merrill, can those guys step up and give you something? Tennessee's going to be looking to replace all that production. Uh, Josh Ward was in the office the other day. Him and I were going back and forth. Of course, he was trying to find an opportunity to rip me about the NLE standings. Yeah. Um, and we brought up the name Darnell Wright. And Josh, paraphrasing, Josh, paraphrasing, if you want to talk about absolute disaster for Tennessee football season, not name Hinton Hooker, if anything happens to Darnell Wright, it might be bad shape for that offensive line. I want to stop at Darnell Wright and say who's going to play opposite of him. And to that point that Josh made, depth-wise, where do you think Tennessee's looking this year? Yeah, the secondary is my number one biggest question mark. Number two is offensive tackle. I don't know. Um, you brought in Gerald Mincy from Florida, who was never a starter on the offensive line for the Gators. Right. But he was in that system, played a little bit, and everything. He is a left tackle. You, the hope was in spring practice you were going to see, hey, can Gerald Mincy play? You know, they moved Darnell right back over to right side at right tackle where he's a little bit more comfortable. Right. And they were going to say, hey, can Gerald Mincy play? Because if, if Gerald Mincy can play, then we'll keep Darnell over there and we'll roll in the fall camp like this. If not, then we'll need to move him back and figure out a right tackle situation. And he was hurt the majority of spring, so he didn't really get a good look. I don't know if that question was answered. So I'm intrigued to see, one, which side of the line of scrimmage Darnell Wright is on heading into fall camp. I would I would assume probably the right side. Um, and, you know, what What can Gerald Mincy give you? If not Gerald Mincy, J.J. Crawford was uh, a guy that pretty much took most of those one reps at left tackle, and he's a guy that came in from junior college. He was actually Josh Heupel's first recruit as head coach at Tennessee. The first guy he signed was J.J. Crawford. Because if you remember, Jeremy Pruitt signed the early signing period and then got fired. Josh Heupel came in, and then in February he signed J.J. Crawford. So it would be J.J. Crawford, still got Big Dane Davis, and then Gerald Mincy all fighting to be that tackle opposite of Darnell Wright. We got about 20 seconds. Would you say the biggest question mark is can Cooper May stay healthy this year? Uh, I'm obviously that's a little tongue in cheek there, but I'm saying it's got to be up there somewhere on the list. Biggest question mark. No, but he's got to stay healthy for sure because Tennessee's offensive line is completely different when he's not in there because 
Tennessee doesn't have a backup center. And whenever Cooper Mays is not in there, you move your starting guard to center, and that just opens up a whole can of worms. But Tennessee survived it last year. That's, again, quickly, that's why I like this offense because it masks offensive line play a lot. Tennessee had a rotating door of offensive linemen at points of times last year and didn't miss a beat. But where they did miss it, Tyler, is on third and one, fourth and one when they needed one yard. And that's something that's got to improve in 2022, getting the hmm. one yard to move the sticks. If only there was a certain game last year where Tennessee – was shorted a yard and it ended up being the difference in the game and had you gotten three instead of one guess what the officials probably didn't need to look at it you could make the case for two games tyler potentially pittsburgh which one am i forgetting pittsburgh Ole miss Ole miss right there at the end of the potentially, game potentially yep. potentially sorry i had a trash can thrown at my head i wasn't really thinking that day potentially you get a, you get a better spot in both of those games maybe that was two more wins who would have known i know what you're probably saying to yourself right now gosh man that eric kane guy he knows what he's doing yeah. I really wish I could hear more of him and get more of his insight. Locked on Vols podcast. Again, Locked on Vols. Give that a search. App Store. Find it in all the places you do all your Google searches and your Apple searches. He'll pop up. I'm sure he will appreciate the follow as well as the, uh, what do they call those over uh, on YouTube? Subscribes. Yeah, I'm sure. Subs. I'm sure. Subs. Thank you. I knew you had some kind of like creative short-term verb there. I was just waiting to try to figure out what it was. Subs. I don't know about those YouTubes. I only I only use YouTube for like barbecue and like to learn how to do sushi and stuff like that. You want to learn how to do literally anything on this green earth? Go to YouTube and while you're there, search "locked on balls." You can find me there. I'm gonna have to get on it <laughs> later today because I got to find out how to change some sensors in my Jeep Cherokee. Got in the car this morning, pulled on the interstate, my ABS turned on, my traction turned on, and my emergency brake turned on. I Googled it at a red light. They were like, yeah, uh, if you don't get this fixed immediately, your car won't go over 20 miles an hour. No. And I'm like, yeah, this is probably something I need to have fixed. All right, enough chit-chat. Let's get to five burning questions. Not only that, but what you need to know about the newest addition to the University of Tennessee's 2023 class. Yeah, say what you will about the wide receiver position the last couple of weeks and who Tennessee did not get. But coming up in the next 13 minutes, Eric Kane will tell you about who Tennessee did get at the wide receiver slash running back position. Learn a little bit more about a product out of the state of Virginia. 99.1, you're listening to the Sports Animals. Stick around. You looking for that family four-pack of tickets to see the Smokies up at 407 this summer? Shouts to our dude, Mick Gillespie. Play-by-play voice of the Tennessee Smokies. Haven't chatted with Mick in some time, Hey, hey we're, we're going to chat with Mick. I, I spoke with – it was when you were out last week. I spoke with Will about bringing him on. They have an awesome promotion coming up. I believe it's next week. It's when they return home. they got a series with Biloxi yeah, coming up. We're going to get Mick on to, to preview and to talk about that series and uh, an awesome, awesome promotion they're doing one night. So it's funny you mentioned that. Thank you for reminding me. Mick's going to come up, come up on the show here in the coming days. I think the three of us, you, me, and Will, we need to go up to 407 and just, I don't know, man, just kick our feet up on some seats and be like, let's watch minor league baseball. See, Dude, they just it. threw a no-hitter like a week ago. I, second one of the year. Well, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, second one of the year. Isn't that wild? Listen to those kids talk double-A baseball on that radio station. We they all, really have thrown two no-hitters this year. Yeah, and we all need to go on a, a Thirsty Thursday. The problem is all three of us can't miss the show at the same time Friday morning, so it's a little problematic. All right, rookie status. You go out and have a couple of adult beverages and you don't show up to do your job on Friday? <laughs> I mean, We don't work on television. We work in radio. <laughs> it has happened many, many times, but the older you get, the harder it gets. That's a perfect segue <laughs> to the five burning questions we have for you here on your Friday TSL. Let's ride! All right, Tyler Robbins, are we going to get big news for the second straight year at SEC Media Days here in two weeks? I don't know what your definition of big news is. 
But if you consider the new scheduling format with Texas and Oklahoma being part of the SEC, then yeah, you are going to get big news. Now, if you're thinking that you're talking about conference realignment, additions, subtraction, that ain't happening. But if you want to know who Tennessee is going to be facing on a regular basis with a new format, yeah, that is big news. That will happen. See, here's the thing. Last Tuesday, I would have said 100%. The big news will be the conference schedule for the future when Texas and Oklahoma join the conference. Uh, because, again, they wanted to push that out there at uh, media days or uh, spring meetings a couple months ago. However, due to recent developments, <laughs> I don't believe, I'm with you here, I don't believe we're going to get any announcement on, on expansion with the SEC at SEC media days. But why on earth would you put out the new schedule that's set to take place in two years when you could potentially continue to be adding to the conference? So I, maybe that's on hold. I'll say no. I was 100% yes on Tuesday of last week, but I'll say no for right now. I can't tell if you were attempting to do Stephen A. Smith, however, or you left it alone because you know Will's not here, and that's kind of his thing. I, I you think said, however, I think due to recent <laughs> debate, and I was like, oh, he pulled off on the accelerator a little bit. I think subconsciously I just do that now because Will's done that so many times. I don't even think twice it's about It's like the it. first time you said, to be fair, and all three of us were like, to be fair. And it's like now it's just part of what yeah, we do. I hear yeah, you. Yeah, no, yeah. I hear your respect. This wacky morning show, guys. All right, this is where we find Radio. Who is going to win the National League East? Uh, the Washington. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, really, it is going to be the Washington Nationals. Whoever beats them the most, they're going to end up winning the division. Yeah. Homie, he's the best pitcher in baseball for a reason. Am I getting my hopes up that Jacob DeGrom is going to come back and be Jacob DeGrom with old? Yeah, of course I am because I'm an idiot. I'm a Mets fan. DeGrom plus Scherzer. This is different, dude. Different ownership. They're spending money. Say what you will. It's the Mets. Okay. Oh, until yeah, to your point, until DeGrom gives me a reason not to say that type of stuff about him. I'm going to continue to ride with him. I'm actually going to say the Mets as well. And this is the furthest into a season last five years. I mean, the Mets obviously have been hyped being New York's team for quite some time. And then they usually fall off, you know, a month ago, right? This is a very, very good baseball team. I'm not telling you anything, Tyler. Uh, I think the Mets will win this division. I think Atlanta is playing such great baseball right now. We'll win either the top or the second wild card spot, but we'll finish somewhere nearing 20 but games over. They're doing what every team should do. I'm talking about Atlanta and New York. Beat the teams you're supposed to beat in your division. Mm -hmm. You get Miami 19 times. You get Washington 19 times. If you take 15 of 19 from them, you're going to be just fine. Yeah. So win the games you're supposed to win. Both teams will be postseason bound, and uh, then we'll get to see that funky uh, postseason format for the first time with three wild cards. Oh, card everybody teams. gets in. Everybody gets a trophy in Major League Baseball. Will Tennessee finish with a top 10 recruiting class in 2023 cycle? You ready for this? Yeah, let's hear it. I wish you asked me this question on Monday. If they land Sham Umaroff today, I say yes. If the four-star offensive lineman goes elsewhere... I say no. And you got to remember, they still have some of these other announcements to come, like Lucas Simmons, Jalen Smith. I'm not telling you anything. You're the recruiting guy. I think today's a big tilt. Top 10, 11 through 14, Sham Umaroff. If he says Vols, I say yes, top 10. Look at you. I mean, that, Jalen Smith is going to be announcing over the weekend. Lucas Simmons is going to be announcing I on Monday. Sham's going to be announcing today. Uh, Nathan Laycock will be announcing at some point in time. I mean, all these guys are very much... Um, if not Tennessee bound, Tennessee's going to be the runner up. I mean, so, you know, we'll see. There is a lot to come in the month of July. It's already been a huge month. Uh, top 10 recruiting class. I'll say yes. I, I truly do believe that. Now, if you could have reeled in a Carnell Tate and or Francis, maybe we're talking top seven, top six. I'll say top 10. If not top 10, they're finishing 11th or 12th. This is going to be a pretty good class for Tennessee. 
Tomorrow is National Sugar Cookie Day. So, Mr. Vanilla Ice Cream, Tyler Ivins, is the sugar cookie underrated? No, it's not. It's properly rated. You know what you're getting out of a sugar cookie. In fairness, if you walk up to a catering table or if you bring the rack of cookies to the party, there's a good chance the sugar cookie is going to compete with the chocolate chip cookie to be the first one to expire and no longer be available. It's properly rated. He knows its place. He does what he needs to do. He completes the job nine times out of ten. I'm going to say it's underrated because, to your point, if there's a tray of cookies there and I see chocolate chip and I see sugar, I'm going to the chocolate chip ten times out of ten times. All right, you got ten. You you got cookies. You got four flavor. Or you got four kinds: chocolate chip, sugar cookie, peanut butter, white chocolate macadamia nut. Um, sugar would probably be second or third line there. You touch all four of them, or is there one you're like, eh? The macadamia nut, I wouldn't, because I'm picky and I'm a loser, but I would touch the other three. Interesting. Point being, I think it's underrated because I'm not going to eat a sugar cookie when I could eat something better in a chocolate chip cookie, but the (laughs) sugar cookie ain't bad, and sometimes it hits. Like like cheese pizza, I'm going to get pepperoni pizza. I'm going to get pepperoni and salsa pizza, but if the cheese pizza is all that's there, hey, it hits. How many times have you gone to a party and you haven't got to the pizza first, and you're like, all that's left is cheese, and then you eat the cheese, you're like... All right, what's up? <laughs> so, yeah, it's Every time, man. Cheese. Yeah, man, I agree with you on that. Not too bad there. All right, so I would say that, yes, it is underrated as our, our music expires here. We do have one more, though, and this is very important. Oh, man. Actually, I'm glad that music kind of expired here because maybe I can dial Look, something up here no, in a moment. You're, 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 you're trying to build this up for dramatic effect because you're a, you're a super producer. I know what you're doing. Today is Toby Keith's 61st birthday. Toby Keith battling cancer. Keep up the good fight, Toby. Absolutely. Tyler Ivins, can you name... One, without looking it up, can you name me one Toby Keith song? Will West, if he was here, he would say no. Red Solo Cup. Beer for my horses. Uh, I'm American soldier. Yeah. Um, um, uh, uh, I got that honky tonk. Does he sing but donkey donk? I don't Uh, believe so. I don't think he sings that one. The first three, I know he does. Okay, should have been a cowboy, American soldier, Red Solo Cup, beer from all horses. As good as I once was, courtesy of the red, white, and blue. See, turn on Toby Keys for the July playlist like I did the other day, and you, you get a ton of these patriotic songs. You haven't asked why I know these answers. I was going to say, Whiskey Girl's a good one. He Ain't Worth Missing. There's a lot. Hey, Toby Keith, it still hits. Talking about things that hit. I love me some Toby Keith, so... Happy birthday to him. Continued thoughts and prayers. And uh, good for you. You had a pretty good showing there. You had a pretty good showing. And for that, we'll play your winner. You music. have not asked how I know that answer. How do you know the answer? I used to date a girl who's a huge Toby Keith fan. Okay. There we go. I was going to say you. It always goes back to the ex-girlfriends. It always goes back. By the way, do you know Toby Keith's story? No. You got to dig it up. He had to make a decision whether to go play football at Oklahoma or start a music career, he couldn't do both. And he talks about the sit-down chats, I believe, with Barry Switzer. Don't quote me on that. He chooses music career, multimillionaire, one well, of the most talented country artists of all time, but he was good enough and talented enough where he could have started at linebacker for OU. I was going to say, right choice, good for him. And I'll, I was going to say... How I'll, many people turn down football and they're like, yeah, I'm going to go chase a music career, and it actually it is... It actually works. It actually is the best thing. I mean, we don't know. Maybe Toby Keith goes out and he's the next Ray Lewis. Maybe he goes out and he's the next Brian Urlacher. Probably not, though. Dude, have you been around? Have you seen Toby Keith in person? In person, no. I have. Now, I was probably 10 yards from him. But even 10 yards away, I went. 
Heck no, I wouldn't start a fight with him. No. Every guy does that. They look across the room at somebody and they go, hey, babe, or hey, dude, you think I could take him? Look at Toby Keith. Ain't nobody saying they could take Toby Keith. Guy's a monster. One of the best songs he ever produced, as good as I once was. I think as you get older, sounds like we got some rejoin music because I've never heard of it. You can always, uh, no, that's one no, number one rule on the show. We don't we don't play country music. No, as that's not true. The number one rule on this show is we don't play "Dance in the Dark" by Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Will's not here. That that garbage better not cross speak. I think I shouldn't say garbage. It just gets stuck in my head. I'm sorry, boss. I think everybody can relate to that song. I, I as good as I once. All right, I want to do this. We got 17 minutes before we hit the top of the hour. Let's hit reset. I want you to get everybody to get caught up with the Buddy Greg RV Motorhomes update. But when we come back, I need to learn more about a four-star wide receiver out of state of Virginia. Look, say what you will about Cardell Tate. But Tennessee did get them somebody at the wide receiver position for the 23 class. Eric Kane, he'll give us a little bit more information on the gentleman next here on the starting lineup. 99.1, the sports animal. Tennessee football ruled in commit number 15 for the class of 2023 and four-star athlete Cam Selden. The six foot one, two hundred and twenty pounder will play both wide receiver and running back at the next level and becomes the sixth offensive commit for the Volunteers. The Raiders have hired Sandra Douglas Morgan as team president. She becomes the first black woman to hold that title for an NFL franchise. And in baseball, the Cardinals avoided the four-game sweep from the Atlanta Braves, winning three to two in eleven innings. The Dodgers handled the Cubs three to two. The Pirates and Reds split double headers. Pirates won game one, four to two. The Cubs took game two, five to, or the Reds took game two, five to one. And the Yankees topped the Red Sox six to five. It is 745. More on Tennessee's recent football commit, Cam Selden, when TSL returns. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. Apparently, our jukebox in the Budweiser studios does not come equipped with Tony, uh, Toby Keith music. L- Will would literally have me fired. If I play country music as a bump in here. Dog, you know I did radio 101 too, and 102 and 103. So we'll play some Kings of Leon and call today. There are no such things as Radio 101, 102, and 103. Uh, yeah, Kings of Leon. Great band. Seen them live twice. No, I left early, so it doesn't really count. So I've seen them one and a half times. Great live. I'll Welcome you back to the starting lineup. 99.1, the sports animal. Thank you. little jam session for <laughs> us here before 8 a.m. on a Friday. When we see him live, are we going to be impressed? Talking about Cameron Selden. He committed to Tennessee yesterday afternoon. Nice little get for Josh Heupel in the class of 2023, choosing Tennessee over Penn State and Maryland. Look, I understand some fans are still chapped about Carnell Tate going to Columbus. Some people are still chapped about Kyler Casper going to Eugene. What do we need to know about the Virginia product and what exactly are Tennessee fans going to be getting at? Again, Cameron Selden out of the state of Virginia. Well, he's a weapon. Uh, he really is. And how many times, uh, you know, we use that word is used to describe players on the offensive side of the football. And maybe it's a little high, hyperbolic, but Cam Selden is six foot one, two hundred and twenty pounds, runs a four four forty, plays wide receiver and running back, and will play wide receiver and running back at Tennessee. He'll play both. So uh, that's why he's kind of characterized as weapon. The comparison out there in terms of his usage on the field has been linked to that of Dabo, uh, Debo Samuel in the National Football League. Of course, it'll take some work to get to an all-pro level, but you know, that, that's the type of weapon, You know, getting the ball in space, tunnel screens, bubble screens. He takes the top off the defense with long strides. As a running back, he, again, he's 220 pounds and runs with his head. You know, He runs uh, with, a, with a nice forward lean. He'll get that one yard, but he's quick. He can win the edge. This is truly the first weapon that has joined Tennessee's class since... Nico Iamaliava committed back in March. 
Um, kind of surprising, but a really nice weapon, a highly rated four-star prospect, a big win for Tennessee yesterday. All right, so I got to ask you right now. I already made a comment about Sham Umaroff. That was just minutes ago during five burning questions. You got a time for him today? Offensive tackle set to make his decision today. I just don't have that time in front of me. Yeah, I think it's 3 o'clock Eastern. 3 o'clock. How big of a get is that for Tennessee if Sham Umaroff actually does pick Tennessee over some of the others that are going toe-to-toe with the Volunteers? That'd be big because Tennessee entered the month of July wanting to get two of the four offensive tackles, that being Francis Mauingoa, who, of course, is committed to Miami now. Sham is going to be committing to either Tennessee or Georgia. Uh, Tennessee's the favorite that's coming up today at 3 o'clock. You've got Stanton Rommel, who is a New York native, but plays high school football in Alabama, and Tennessee's been involved there. And then Lucas Simmons, who is coming down between Tennessee and Florida State. He has connections and ties to the University of Tennessee, actually. Uh, likes it here, but Florida State's kind of the leader there. But Tennessee's a threat, and he'll make his announcement on uh, Monday. Yeah, I believe on Monday. So Tennessee wants to get two of those four offensive tackles. So if Sham's able to come off the board and he picks the yards today, you're halfway there. Um, and, and that'd be in a great spot to be in because you've got to be able to protect. you got to bring in four, at least four offensive linemen every single time. But offensive tackles are so important because it really solidifies your offensive line. And if you get a tackle, they can play guard. It's difficult for guards to play tackle, if that makes sense. Well, we got about 45 seconds. Tell me if I'm selling a false bag of goods here, okay? Remember a couple weeks ago when Tennessee fans were just, let's just say what it was. They were kind of showing off showing out, excuse me, kind of showing their rear ends. Carnell Tate didn't pick Tennessee, and they got a little frustrated. Some of them went after him on Twitter. They kind of, again, we're getting a little ugly. As my grandmother would say, you're getting a little ugly. I understand that this is not to the level of Carnell Tate or to a Kyler Casper, but to the Tennessee fans out there who are questioning whether or not this program or this coaching staff can recruit, would you say that the recent names that have come in in the 23 class is putting a little bit, a little bit of that conversation or that argument to bed, or are we not there yet? I mean, it's hilarious, though, and you're giving me 45 seconds. I can't explain it all. But you're, All right, I'll give you a minute and a half. You're, Go. You're exactly right. It's um, it's what have you done for me lately, and that's fair. You know, you're know, you only as good as the next recruit you get. As, as a play caller, you're only as good as the next play you call. But, like, let's keep in mind here, like, quick history lesson. Let's remember – and Josh Heupel came in, was essentially hired in February, basically. His staff, some of those guys weren't in place until, like, March. I mean, and you finished top 10 in recruiting in 2022. That was an amazing job, to be completely honest. Then you follow that up with, with gaining the commit of a five-star quarterback. So how soon we forget everything that Josh Heupel's actually done in limited time on the recruiting trail? Sure, you're going to miss some guys. That's recruiting. If those if those of you that don't follow recruiting are suddenly jumping in and following recruiting and you're losing your mind over losing one commit, it's like it's like getting a TFA and you know a blown assignment in football. It happens, okay? That is that is part of it. So, sure, you've always got to continue to recruit. You need to start winning some of those bigger battles for the five stars like Francis and like Carnell Tate. But Tennessee's not been in those battles in a long time. They're right there, and they've already won a big one for Nico. And they've got a couple other really, really good players in this class. So it's always hyperbolic. Fans always sometimes you know get a little strenuous in that in that regard. But it's the passion of this fan base, and it extends not only on Saturdays in the fall, but a recruiting year round. See, guy knows what he's talking about. Bang up job, Eric. We appreciate it. Do you want to score a family four pack of tickets? to see the Tennessee Smokies. Good for any game remaining in the 22 schedule, but they do return home on Tuesday. Biloxi Shuckers are going to be coming to town. 
you, the loved ones, perhaps you, the girlfriend, date night, you and the bros, whatever you want to do, we want to make sure we put four in your pocket. We do it next year in the game here on the starting lineup. 99.1, you're listening to the Esports Animal. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital.